Hello, and welcome to episode 158 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Kelly H., Megan L., Casey M., Tony D., and Jacqueline D., the newest members of the Modern Manager community. And don't forget, there is now a members-only feed. So if you are a member, check your email for instructions on how to access that private feed, which includes members-only bonus episodes in addition to the weekly episodes, so you only have to go to one place. If you haven't yet explored the benefits of becoming a member, I urge you to check them out as I would love to help you implement what you're learning on the show and be an even greater resource to you as you're developing your management skills. Go to themodernmanager.com slash join to learn more. And if you work for a government or a nonprofit agency, you get 20% off of any membership level. Now, today's episode is about finding your optimal work. What are the things that you love to do that you're good at and that fit within your scope of responsibilities, all in service of creating value? This might sound similar to the zone of genius, and I'll get into more about that, but it takes it a step further into the design of your role and your daily activities. Figuring out your optimal work is something that you can do and something each of your team members can do. And when people spend the majority of their work time doing their optimal work, their productivity goes up, the positive atmosphere increases, and everyone just feels better. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Modern Manager a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. You may be familiar with the term genius zone or zone of genius. In his book, The Big Leap, Gay Hendricks describes four zones. The zone of incompetence, And these are activities that you're just not very good at. The zone of competence. Here, you can do these activities, but you're no better or worse than the average person. The zone of excellence. These are the activities that you're really, really good at, especially when compared to other people. And the zone of genius. This zone is where your natural talents overlap with what you enjoy, and you enter a state of flow where time passes by and you don't even realize it. It's when the work feels almost effortless. Pretty much no one enjoys spending time in the zone of incompetence. This is not a place to expend any time, energy, or brain power at work because it's just wasted. What could take someone else five minutes is taking you 10 minutes. What feels like a no-brainer to someone else may feel exhaustingly complicated to you. Sometimes you need to develop this area of knowledge or skill, but many times we can just simply avoid work in these areas because the payback on the investment just isn't worth it. Now, the zone of competence is where many people spend way too much time. These are all the things that we do ourselves that aren't tapping into our greatness. We can do them just fine, but activities in this zone are often ones that we should be delegating in order to make room for higher value activities. Sometimes they need to be delegated because they're activities that would be better suited to an administrative role or automated by technology, while other times these activities in our zone of competence are someone else's zone of excellence or genius. I definitely discovered this with my writing. I'm a perfectly fine writer, but when someone else who is truly a writer writes the first draft for me, it is so much better. It's often the activities in our zone of competence that overwhelm our to-do lists or take up time without really feeling like we've got stuff done or we've added value. By removing some of these activities from your zone of competence, you can relieve some of the pressure or stress that we feel all the time. The zone of excellence is all the things that you do extremely well. And for many high-performing people, this is where we're most comfortable. It's the things that we get recognition for, our area that our career is built on. 
And this isn't a bad place to be. In fact, most of the time we want to replace activities from the zone of incompetence and the zone of competence with activities in the zone of excellence. The problem comes when we let the zone of excellence be the end and never try to push ourselves into the zone of genius. According to Gay Hendricks, and I quote, the zone of genius is the set of activities that you are uniquely suited to do. They draw upon your special gifts and strengths, end quote. When working in your zone of genius, it often just doesn't feel like work. Now, here is where I divert a bit from the zone of genius approach put forth by Gay. I do believe that everyone has a zone of genius, and when we're lucky enough to do work in that zone, it does feel amazing. But at the same time, there is lots of work in the zone of excellence that is really satisfying. And there may be aspects of our job that we have to do that are in our zone of competence. They'll never be part of our zone of excellence, and that's okay. In fact, I often feel like I'm in the zone of genius when I'm crafting, which you could always see my latest creations if you follow me on Instagram, at MamieKS. And I'll spend hours decorating cookies, literally standing at the kitchen island, squeezing icing out of a piping bag, ignoring my kids on a Saturday, and it barely feels like it's been 10 minutes. But just because I love it and time flows, and some might even say I'm talented at it, I don't think I'm meant to be a baker as my career. To me, there are many opportunities to live in your zone of genius that aren't within your job or your professional life. So when it comes to your work, my approach to the genius zone is about the intersection of talent enjoyment, and responsibility. Talent is what you're good at. It's the things that come easily to you. Sometimes it's knowledge or expertise that you possess, and sometimes it's the harder, soft skills that you've developed. Talent could be considered working in your zone of excellence. But not everything that we're good at do we enjoy. I have a friend who is a very talented and successful lawyer, but hated it. So he left that career to start a coaching business. And the opposite is true. Not everything that we enjoy are we good at. I love doing trapeze, standing on the platform, ready to fly through the air with my heart pounding, concentrating as I try to get my body to do some beautiful trick and then landing in the net and analyzing what I did wrong so I can do it better next time. But even after years of practice, I'm barely an advanced beginner. All of that is to say that when it comes to your work, it's important to look for the intersection between the things that you enjoy and the things that you're talented or excellent at. It's this combination that makes what you do feel good on the inside. And it's where some managers get stuck when they're moved out of a role where they get to do the work that they enjoy and excel at, and instead now have to manage the people doing the work, which is neither their strength nor their interest. The final piece is what are your responsibilities? As much as possible, you want your role to live in the intersection of what you enjoy and are good at. But we can't dismiss all the things that we have to get done that fall outside of that Venn diagram. So here's where it's important to distinguish between the activities or responsibilities that are unique to your role, that only you can do by the authority or position you hold, and the things that someone else could do who holds a different role. For example, part of my Instagram strategy includes making short videos to share lessons or concepts that resonate with me. Now, I find it almost excruciating to create these videos. Seriously, this is why I'm a podcaster and not a vlogger. But I also recognize that part of building a strong brand and a social following, all in service of reaching more people so that more managers can develop their skills and make better workplaces, means that I need to enter the world of video. And as much as I would love to have someone else be on screen instead of me, I can't have someone else record them. This is one of those areas where I'm fully capable, but I just don't like it. This is one of those activities that, by the nature of my role, I am responsible for doing. This is different from creating the graphics for posting on Instagram. And while I love creating images, 
you may not know that I have a bachelor's degree in fine arts, and I'm actually pretty good at creating graphics. I am not the only one capable of using Canva to make images. So what all this boils down to is looking at the activities we have on our plates and determining which need to stay with us because they're unique to our role, regardless of whether we enjoy them or are even good at them, and which could possibly be handed off to someone else through delegation or automation through technology. And once you're clear on what needs to stay in your role, you can figure out what to do with those things that you're stuck with, but either don't enjoy or don't feel competent at. And honestly, sometimes it just means sucking it up and doing it. But sometimes it means developing skills or expertise so that you can move from the zone of competence to the zone of excellence. I imagine that's what you might be experiencing as a manager, that you're fully capable of managing people, but you want to be excellent at it. You want it to be something that feels easier to do that you can be proud of the way that you engage your team. So to recap, consider everything on your plate, all the responsibilities, activities, and tasks that you do, and determine which are in your zone of excellence, which are the things that you enjoy, and which can be removed from your plate to make room for other more important activities, or just give you a bit of breathing space. Once you have this set, you can start to shape your role in a way that suits you. And you can do this activity yourself and with your team members. And you might even discover that there are opportunities to shift things around in ways that makes everyone happier and more productive. Consider inviting your team to do this reflection as pre-work for a team meeting. Then during the meeting, ask each person to share the top three activities that fit within their optimal work. Those things that they enjoy, are good at, and are squarely within their role. Then have them share the three things that they'd remove from their plate if they could. And these should be things that either they don't enjoy or aren't particularly good at, and that someone else could take on. Then play a little mix and match. Ask everyone to reflect on their own complete role and look for opportunities to hand over tasks that might be one person's optimal work zone or take on something that is someone else's least optimal work. The mini guide for today's episode is available at themodernmanager.com slash mini guides. To get the full guide to today's episode, which includes a series of activities to help you and your team determine your best roles, join the Modern Manager community. Go to themodernmanager.com slash join. And for $15 a month, you get episode guides and guest bonuses to help you implement the learnings from each episode. And when you join, you get access to all of the previous episode guides and bonuses. And there's some wonderful stuff in there. If you just want this episode guide, you can purchase it and any other individual guide at themodernmanager.com shop. The links are in the show notes and in your inbox, along with that free mini guide, if you subscribe to my newsletter. To get on that list, go to themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager, you're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.